after quarter to six Afropolitans and one of my favorite times on the show here. This is where we speak to individuals about pivotal moments, pivotal times, pivotal lessons and experiences that perhaps they've gone through, pivot points within their lives and themes uh, that we'll unpack today. I'm actually slightly intimidated because in studio I've got a guest who himself is a broadcaster online as well as through podcasts and is well kitted out, by the way, uh, with regard to the equipment he has in studio. But you might be asking, what exactly will we be talking about? Well, so many themes, but really centered around technology as Gray Jabesi. He's an entrepreneur, a blockchain enthusiast, cryptocurrency evangelist, analyst and investor based here in South Africa. A warm welcome to Kayabiz. Thank you so much, Gugu. I appreciate it. Um, it's funny that you say that you're intimidated. I should be intimidated because <laughs> I just don't do it as big as you do it, you know. Oh, no. I've actually been watching. And, and for Afropolitans, if you don't know, uh, Gray, uh, your, your CV uh, displays so many talents, so many abilities. And essentially, you run a YouTube channel. You also were the founder and producer of the Gray Avenue podcast. And you get to engage with several business individuals, personalities, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, and a variety of speakers uh, uh, overall. So your level of experience is, is certainly thank you um it's just i think it's just a different uh setup it's kind of we're doing the same thing just yeah. in, a, in a very different way I, I, I can't make it to radio i don't think i have what it takes you know you have to be very charismatic like you are so it's just a different so let me stop being a fan for a moment and actually i, I get to the conversation uh, you are true african and afropolitan born and raised in malawi you spent mm. most of your time here in south africa since the age of 17 but what really strikes me about you is your passion for uh, cryptocurrencies as well as uh, how blockchain technology can advance the world i think sometimes we get so intimidated by technology and believe that some themes and topics become fads but that's not how you view uh, the mm. current stage that we're in right now yeah, look, as far as cryptocurrency or just things in general that seem unusual or s- seemingly intimidating to people, it's just a matter of taking the time, looking into things, and then, you know, you figure you figure out that uh, most things that seem complicated, it's just because they're much more natural mm. way of doing things, and we live in an artificial world. So you might think that technology is actually the artificial way of doing things. But to some level, it goes backwards, right? Because cryptocurrencies uh, came up with this whole peer-to-peer finance. Yes. Whereas you don't have middlemen. That's actually how business is supposed to be done. You know, we want to exchange things. Let's do it right away without having someone in or uh, between us to kind of facilitate things or tell us what to do. Mm. What also strikes me about uh, your your views on technology and the lessons that you try to teach people through your various platforms Mm. uh, is really understanding that the technicalities and and, uh, the content itself doesn't need to be difficult to understand or translate. And I bring this up because so often when we think about the African continent, it's Mm. a third world country. We're still underdeveloped. Uh, We are uh, economies that are still trying to really uh, drive equality within our nations. How do you see technology in the form of blockchain and cryptocurrency perhaps being that panacea that can uh, aid us in finding solutions. Yeah, so if you look at it from the macroeconomic point of view, mm-hmm. which I think most of microeconomics is BS, personally, I think, yeah. um, you, you, you think all those things are, you know, in Africa we have this position, things are not looking good, what are we going to do? But then if you look at things at a microeconomics point of view, which a lot of things make sense, you see that there's already a lot of activity happening. Uh-huh. So... Uh, things like Bitcoin, for example, they're opening doors for a lot of people. You know, it's uh, technology is actually a, a winsome game. A good example of the, think about this: the Google that um, 
Bill Gates uses for him to search yeah. is exactly the same as you uh, as you do. There's no special Google for uh, for the rich. It equalizes anything. us all, it's right? It's the best equalizer. So now you have facilities or platforms that are used for all because from the network uh, effects point of view, it works for for everyone involved for these things to be used by anyone, mm. right? So cryptocurrencies, you know, remove the uh, the, the uh, entry barrier to like to the economic system, which a lot of us without things like that we're actually barred from it. Yes, right. You need to open a bank account for you to be in the system. To I'm have glad a you bring record. that up because, of course, just this week Facebook announced uh, the launch of Libra in 2020. It mm-hmm. might receive a lot more pushback though, given regulators, but. That's just the point. Facebook, an international company looking to solve issues of financial access and financial mm. inclusion on the African continent, are they the ones to do it and to get it right versus the technology we've seen like Mpesa coming mm. out of East Africa? So, look, the banks are not in the business of helping people become economically uh, stable or economically free. You know, they're not, you, you, you never see that message from them. Mm. Tell me a bank that talks about economic freedom. No, they're, they're in a business of dating people, for example. You know, they need you to put you in debt. Uh, so there isn't too much incentive for them to fight for the small guy to get involved in, in economic activities. As for regulators, I don't really worry about people like that because they don't create anything. You know, they don't make value to the economy. They're uh-huh. rent seekers. They collect money from activities that's happening in the market. You create a product, you get taxed from it. The regulators get paid from that. So I don't think it's in their place to say anything. That even if they can go against something like Libra, the cryptocurrency that's coming with Facebook or any other cryptocurrency, but then ask them, so what's the solution, right? I cannot send money from here to Zim or to Nigeria or to Ghana or to the States in a very easy way. So you can say that, okay, we have a problem with this, but then what's the solution? So I think we, people like Facebook, they're solution-based companies, yes. right? They have developers, they think of something, they try to do it. So regulation can come and say, okay, what about this? And they will just find another way to, it's technology, you know, it's all code, you can change it up. Sure. Much like how Bitcoin is very difficult to regulate because it goes beyond regulation frameworks. Exactly. Yeah. Afropolitans, if you've just joined us, we are having a critical conversation uh, with our Pivot Point guest. His name is Gray Jabesi. He's an entrepreneur, a blockchain enthusiast, cryptocurrency evangelist, analyst and investor based here in South Africa. Uh, but someone with a real passion for the African continent and just understanding really how the theme of technology and ongoing con- communication can actually change uh, this landscape. Uh, Gray, there's a lot of themes that you've actually mentioned in your previous answer that really speak uh, to perhaps a change in leadership, right? That that might be required. Uh, and why I ask this is because you were a young individual. We're still in the middle of June month or youth month in South Africa. Mm. And it really speaks to a different level of leadership that might be required uh, within young people in South Africa and across the continent. How do you see that coming through? And I, and I relate this specifically to the individuals that you managed to engage with. So I think that leadership should start from the personal level. <clears throat> Before you identify yourself as part of the group, you need to start with yourself first. Mm-hmm. So we have to start from there, you know, with self-accountability. You have to, uh, at least from the most law, uh, laws of, of hierarchy, you need to be right yourself, right? So I think for every young person should be thriving for um, uh, economic empowerment and actually Kind of economic freedom, I think, is the right way to put it. So that can be done in so many ways. Now that you, we have the internet, uh, gives us a lot of leverage. Uh, in terms of you know the leadership that you're talking about, it's very it's a very hard problem to solve. So 
And that's why I bring it up, right? Because the current leaders are not going to be leaders forever. There's two things that are guaranteed in life, death and taxes. And yeah. ultimately, you and I will be 60 one day. We might even reach 100 one day. Mm. And we'll be the leadership that will be criticized or questioned or no, adored no, you, you, for the changes maybe that not. we bring about. Maybe not. Really? Uh, I, I don't think... Uh, you know, the thing is, it's the system that's wrong. It's not really the leaders. Ah. So I don't think this can really be fixed unless you fix the system itself because even if you had to go there you start thinking like them because of the circumstances you have political parties involved you have sides you have to pick so when you have those kind of um, situations you have to play by how the game is being played it's a game at the end of the day and how do you believe we have to change that how would you change the system uh, how I would change I think to you I would, I would need to leverage a lot of things to technology other than uh, human decision making mm -hmm. right because what you do in a, in a in a leadership form as you put it is it's just you giving too much power to a person who has so many flows and then you give him too much power that you can't even take away at will so even if things go wrong yeah there's nothing you can do about it and if things go wrong they have no skin in the game so if the minister does something wrong all they do they get fired but they, we still have to bear the, the risk or pay back the money that they was lost. And the consequences at the end of the day. Yeah, so. Afropolitans, if you've just joined us, we're in an insightful conversation with Grey Jabesi, uh, well known for being a, a strong spokesperson on all things technology, also a broadcaster, I can say, and an entrepreneur himself. Grey, we literally have a, a minute to go before we have to wrap up the show, but I really want to get a sense and understanding from you that through the various platforms where you mm. engage with people like Suzao uh, and individuals about uh, how certain community groups become super wealthy uh, and understanding various technical terms what are the pivotal changes and moves that you hope to implement through the work that you do um, I mean, the future is hard to predict, but you know, my thing with the with the hardcore crypto, that's my YouTube channel on, on YouTube, yes. is just to have uh, philosophical conversations about cryptocurrency in Africa and how technology, we can leverage technologies to make us better. So however that plays out in the next few years I don't know, but, you know, hopefully it's going to be much better than it is today. The Grey F podcast, uh, I just try to learn from as much people as I can, mm. you know, people like you or any other person who are doing great things out there. And from that, I hope that I'll be able to be exposed to a lot more things and take more risks, uh, calculated risk as I go, which... Uh, obviously pays out over time. You know, I think my, my life has changed a lot since I started creating all those things. So. Would you say that technology has enabled you to access more information and as a result placed you in the position that you're in? 100%. It's exactly what, what it is, yeah. Yeah. And exactly what we look to fight for and push for across the African continent. There's so much more that we can discuss and explore with you because there's a, a lot that you're certainly into. And I certainly hope uh, we'll touch base again. Maybe uh, we, should, we should just be on a podcast. You, you should be on my podcast and we boom. talk about everything. <laughs> I like that. Sharing yeah. content and access to information. And of course, given the world of technology that we live in, these are the themes that are naturally enabled. Mm. Afropolitans, we've been engaging with Gray Jabesi. He's an entrepreneur, a blockchain enthusiast, cryptocurrency evangelist and an analyst and investor based in Cape Town, South Africa, but a true Afropolitan in the sense of his reach uh, regarding technology being that enabler uh, to really help us uh, leapfrog certain stages of development. Hello once again, and that was the end of our conversation. And just before you go, just want to communicate a few things with you uh, quickly. If you have enjoyed any of the podcast or this specific podcast episode, I would appreciate it if you share it with your friends and family through your social media, Twitter, Facebook, 
etc etc as well as write me a five-star review on itunes or apple podcast app that would be fantastic it helps me flourish and sustain this podcast as well uh, we also on other platforms like soundcloud uh, stitcher radio um, and all other major podcast platforms so whichever way you're listening to it i would appreciate it if you leave me a review you can also subscribe to the graph podcast through my website graybc.com g-r-e-y-j-a-b-e-s-i.com there you also find some of the blogs that i'm writing sometimes and you get notified as soon as the new episode has been published until next time enjoy and be productive